And uh, I want to share with you something this morning that you're aware of, but I just want to um, just enhance this word and just share a bit more around this topic. And it's the fact that God knows everything. Come on, just say to your neighbor quickly, God knows everything. Hallelujah. And I titled my message this morning, Our God Knows Everything. Even the alarms is going off saying that God knows everything. Even the cause is like, we know. Amen. I'm going to read for you out of Psalm 139 verse 1 to 7. And it says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my laying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before, and you laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? And just a few verses down, I want to read for us also out of Psalm 139, but verse 17 and 18, it says, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they will be more than the numbers, they will be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And what is so wonderful about this is I see the emphasis that um, King David is writing here saying that, listen, God, you know all my ways. You have knit me together. In this chapter, he talks about when we are fearfully and wonderfully made as well. We are formed in our mother's womb. And here, emphasis is just laid on it. And here God says that the numbers of the good thoughts that God has towards you is more than there's sand. I mean, can you think how many thoughts that is? If we know the verse, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans for you to succeed and to prosper, plans not to harm you. So here God is saying to us again once this morning that, listen, John Ray, listen, Heta, listen, Abigail, listen, Vili, listen, Cheryl, I know the plans that I have for you. For I am all-knowing. There's nothing you can place in front of the Lord that will call him of God. I heard this one preacher said a long time ago, he said, there's two things that doesn't exist in the Christian vocabulary. And it's luck and coincidence. Because the moment you say it is a coincidence, then it means that you have caught the Lord of God. And that doesn't happen. For the Lord plans everything and He knows when you don't follow this plan, then you will pay a heavy price. Because anything that's not for the Lord is against the Lord. So I want to share with you just three points this morning quickly. Just three points of something that stands out for me about this all-knowing God. And that is that God sees us and hears us. So, the God who sees is El Shammah, 
that's the Hebrew, and then the God that hears us, El Roy. And the word says that God sees us and God hears us. So just quickly think about this. This God that created the heavens and the earth, all the stars, all the planets, all the solar system, the galaxies, all the trees outside, the leaves, the plants, the animals, this God is also aware of every single person's thoughts at this moment. He even knows the secrets of the heart. Nothing is hidden from him, for he knows everything. And sometimes I just feel that we should comfort ourselves in the fact that many times we do not know the answer, but yeah, an all-knowing God is also inviting the believer to ask him for wisdom. Do you know that it is scriptural to ask of God and say to God, God, I feel like I'm in a desert season. I don't know where to go. We all are familiar with that verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, very popular verse, and it brings me to my next point. So the first one is God sees us and God hears us. And the second one is God invites us to trust on Him. Here this all-knowing God that sees all, that knows all, is inviting us as believers saying, but I want you to trust me. And in the scripture verse he says, that lead not on your own understanding. Trust in me. I will then direct your path. I will make your path straight. The Lord is in control of your life, my dear friend. But I'm going to come to a climax later that's going to, that's going to emphasize the sermon. But God invites us to trust Him. But did you know that trust can only be shown through relationship? Show me any other way how you can show God that you trust Him. Only happens through relationship. And the more you serve the Lord, it's like there's this faithfulness, there's this faith is growing within your life. And I know sometimes when you, when you are new in the faith, it's difficult to trust unto the Lord because you are new with this relationship. But as you grow more, then you just realize, but God, you are so powerful, you are so beautiful, you are so full of grace and mercy. I can really trust you, Lord. So this all-knowing, all-seeing, and this God that hears all invites us to trust him. And then I'm going to come to my third point, and it is that our God is merciful. Now let me emphasize a bit on this. I want to read for us out of Exodus 34 verse 6. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and in truth. So here we read about the Lord saying that I'm merciful and that I'm gracious. Can someone just please help with the car alarm, please? Thank you. And here we read that the Lord says that He's merciful. But let's just emphasize quickly, what does mercy mean? We know what grace means. Grace means that even though you don't deserve this, 
Because of my love that I have for you, I will give it to you anyways. That is grace. But what is mercy? Mercy says, even though you don't deserve this thing, and even though you're not in right standing, I still love you. And I will be merciful. I will give you time. I will be patient with you. So here, just get this bigger picture with me. Here, this all-knowing God that sees everything, that knows everything, that hears everything, invites us to trust in Him. But the fact is that we, most of the times, don't trust Him. That is why the Scripture said that His mercies are brand new for us every single morning. Why is His mercies brand new for us every single morning? Because God says, today is a new day. I'm giving you a fresh start. Don't worry about what you did yesterday. Today is a new day. Don't worry about the stuff that you did wrong yesterday. My mercies are brand new for you. Today you will have the opportunity to just get back in my will. Just to get back on the path that I've cut out for you. Hallelujah. Our God is so merciful. Just think about it for a moment. There are many things people on earth that we know that do not serve the Lord at all, but the Lord still gives them time to repent. He still sends people on their way to preach the gospel to them. Just want to share this with you quickly. I was at a funeral a few months ago, and this person was well over 60 years old, and I knew him personally, and he did not serve the Lord. And me and my wife, we were talking and we were like, we could have done more to just preach the gospel to this person. And we did. But as far as our knowledge and our revelation went is, he died and he did not serve the Lord. And I prayed over this and I said to the Lord, but Lord, you know everything. This was not your will. And then the Lord gave me a revelation. He said, John Ray, I know that you wanted to do more for this person. I know that you wanted to preach more to this person. But I gave this person 65 years to repent. You were not the first person that proclaimed my goodness to him. There were many. So through this, I just got this revelation that God is reaching out to us every single day there's so many times where God just reach out to, to the believer and he just want to share his love with this person. God is doing so much in his capability just to reach out to us, just to have a relationship with us. But you have free will and you can reject this. Do you know that you can be a believer today? You can believe in the cross. You can believe in Jesus Christ. But do you know the moment that Jesus wants to share the, or the Holy Spirit wants to share some wisdom with you? Do you know that it's possible to ignore him? To be a Christian and just ignore Christ? Do you know that you can believe in the faith? You can have faith in your heart. But tomorrow when you go to your workplace, the Holy Spirit can instruct you to do something. But do you know that you have the free will to ignore him? And one day we're going to stand in front of the Lord. Yes, we will be saved because we still believe in the cross and that's what is justifying us in the faith. But the Lord said that he has plans for us. But how can this plan come forth if you do not listen to the Lord? So I just said to myself, John Ray, 
How is it possible that you can reach out to this person, showing the goodness of God to this person, showing the love to this person, and he just rejects the gospel? Then some people, and here's the climax, some people will then say, but John Ray, since God knows everything, and God sees everything, and God hears everything, then he will know that I will not choose to follow him. There are some people that, that reason like that, saying, but yes, but God is all-knowing, so God will know that I do not want to serve him. Can I share something with you this morning? No flesh on earth, out of its own free will, wants to serve the Lord. No, now it's quiet in here. Was that, was that a bit too heavy for you? Just hear me out on this. Let, let, me, let, me, let me clarify it like this. Your flesh does not care or has a conscience whether it does the right or the wrong thing. Your flesh wants to be satisfied. And your flesh is usually satisfied through sin. And by that, the flesh in its own doesn't want to serve the Lord. See what happens here. Many times we have it, then there's a prayer meeting. Then you say, mm, I do not want to go and pray. Actually, your spirit want to go and pray. In your soul, you must be convinced, listening to the spirit, saying that you know what, it's wise to go and pray. But the flesh is weak. The flesh doesn't want to go and pray. So, back to my point. Why is it that some people will reason and say, but God knows us all and God is all-knowing and He knows that I will not serve Him. Well, my dear friend, God gave every single believer free will. And He said there's a right and there's a wrong. There's a path of blessing and then there's the path of curses. There's no in-between, there's no gray area. And God says, for I am good and every good and perfect gift comes from above meaning it comes from God and God says please follow me I want to stand in relationship with you I will help you but then the person comes with pride and says I can do it on my own now do you think pride comes from God not at all it comes from the enemy so many people will say but John Ray, if God is all-powerful, why don't he just, you know, just go and rip that person out of his sin and just pull him into the church and help him to repent? No, because God is also a gentleman. God will not force himself on anybody. The moment God created everything, he gave everything a free will, even the angels in the heaven. Why did most of the angels in heaven decide to leave out of free will? They had no good reason to leave. They just decided. It was a free will decision. So many times I tell a believer that says to me, but if God is all-knowing then, then you know I won't serve him. Then I said, yes, my friend, but you still have free will. But because God is all-knowing, he knows the path that you will follow when you serve him, and he also knows what path you will experience if you do not serve him. Bless you.
I want to tell you today, should you live in sin or should you not live in sin? God still knows the path ahead. But the question this morning is, what is the will of God for us? The will of God is to be prosperous and to be blessed and to be highly favored. Let's go back to that verse in, in, in Psalm 139. It says, how precious are your thoughts to me, O God. Can you know that this all-knowing God, with his limited, unlimited capacity of thoughts that he has, then he says, but I have so many thoughts, precious thoughts about you. Here God wants us and invites us and and he says to us, listen, I'm in control of your life. You think you're going to your workplace tomorrow. You think you are in control. You think you are the boss. God is still the one who's actually in control. Do you know why? Because God is already in your day tomorrow. You are not going to pitch up at your workplace or the school tomorrow and surprise God. God already knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But here's the key that I want you to take with you and that I'm going to take with me. Here's the key. God want to accomplish something tomorrow through you and me. There's things that God wants to accomplish within the believer and he says that I want you to follow my ways. For I have a plan. I'm busy with something here. But I need you. And I'm inviting you to listen to me. Allow me to say this in love. But we have so many Christians that do not obey the word of God. Jandra, I will not forgive the person because A, B, C, D. Jandra, I will not bring the Lord's tithe because of A, B, C, D. Oh, Jandra, I will not do this because of A, B, C, D. Then I'm like, okay, you can tell me you won't do it, but at the end of the day, you are robbing yourself. Doesn't it make you excited this morning to know that God is in control of your life? Just think about this for a moment. You can't surprise him at this moment. You can go outside here and say, you know what, when I'm, when I'm going to go down the steps, I'm going to hop on three legs. Uh, uh, I'm going to hop three times, not on three legs. You're <laughs> then I will come and pray for you for deliverance. <laughs> but I mean, you can go out here right now and you can do something crazy, for example, and you can go outside this door and you can just hop on your on your leg three times and he will say God I surprised you didn't I and I bet you the Lord will say oh, I knew it maybe you're going to go back to your home now and the first thing you're going to do is you're going to switch on the kettle God is saying I knew you were going to switch on the kettle maybe you're going to go out here and the first thing you're going to do is you're going to phone a loved one God is saying, I knew you were going to do that. 
Maybe tonight before you go and sleep, and usually you are used to, you know, reading your scripture before you go to bed, God is saying, I knew you were going to read the scripture. But here's the downfall. All this stuff we are doing, we are doing this out of our own will. But many times this all-knowing God invites us and says, but listen to me. I know that you are used to doing things this way. Why won't you rather do it this way? I know that every single morning you go to your workplace and you make yourself a cup of coffee. God knows it. But if you are a person that is living with the Holy Spirit and you have relationship with the Holy Spirit, then you are careful to listen to the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes when you go and you want to make yourself a cup of coffee, then the Holy Spirit will say to you, make your neighbor also a cup of coffee. Make for your colleague also a cup of coffee. You see, here you are going to then flow in the power of God and in His gifts because you are a person that listens to the Lord. The mistake that we do is we fall into a life routine, and I'm ending with this. We fall into a pattern where we think we are in control of our lives. And to a certain matter, yes, you are. If you do not wake up and do not go to work, God is not going to pick you up and take you to work. There are some things that you are in control of, yes. But here's the thing. I would rather live my life knowing that I'm in the will of God. For God already knows my ways. But I want to be the Christian that is being led by the Holy Spirit. Since my God knows everything, I want to listen to Him any time of day. Willi here, for example, is a teacher, right? So he's the one that already knows the answers to the exam. So if there's one person, I will, if there's one student that will just learn some wisdom this morning, is be nice to Willi. Because he knows the answers to this test. Do you see the relationship here? God knows everything. He's already in control. He's our teacher. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's our Rabbi. He's our everything. But he already has all the answers. And through relationship, we can go to God and say to God, God, I'm used to this daily routine of mine, but you know better than I do, Lord. Please share with me. What should I do extra in this day? Or what is there about my ways that I should change? Speak to me, Holy Spirit. There's no thing in the world more satisfying than to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. If you should ask me, John, what should we write on your gravestone in a hundred years time from now? Uh, No, let's be realistic, uh, 90 years, yes, 90 years, let's be realistic. If you should ask me, Jandra, what should I write on your gravestone? I would say this, there's nothing more fulfilling than obeying the Holy Spirit. Can you think for one moment that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords talks to an individual and asking him something plain and simple? Just think about it for a moment. 
Here this all-knowing God is busy with a plan. He's busy building his kingdom now. But who is he using? He's using the believers. What does he require? He requires obedience from the believer. How on earth will the kingdom be built if there's people that are disobedient? But the Lord knows this morning on whose door can he knock? We all know this verse. I didn't plan to say this, but Revelation 3.20 where Jesus said, For behold, for I stand at the door and I knock, and if anyone opens to me, then I will come in and make home with him. Do you know that the Lord is knocking on our doors on a daily basis regarding certain things in our lives? And he's asking us, John Ray, I'm just using an illustration. He's knocking on my door because maybe God wants to correct me on bitterness. Because remember, he's a gentleman. He won't kick down the door. And he says, if anyone opens to me, so then I open this door. And this merciful, all-knowing, loving God comes in. And he says, John, I want to help you with this bitterness. After a week from now, once you have done dealing with the bitterness, he knocks on my door. Then he says to me, Chandra, there's a poor person there that I want to help now. And then I say, yes, Lord, I've opened for you. You know better. If you want me to do this now, then I will do this very thing right now. And then I go and I bless that person. But see the revelation here quickly. God knows, since he's all-knowing, God knows who are the individuals in the church that will open the door for him at any time without hesitation? God knows this morning who he can trust with his voice and with his power and with this invitation to obedience. God knows who he can trust because he tests us. He sees, but listen, this is a person that listens to my word. I will use this person to build my kingdom. I will bless this person for what he's doing. Do you see how important obedience is? This morning when you leave and when you go back home, make the Lord known to all your ways. And say to the Lord, Lord, what I'm doing today will not maybe surprise you, but Lord, what do you want to accomplish through me in this day? Because you are already in this day. You are the God of the future as well. You know what's going to happen. Lord, I want you to use me. Is there anything specific on your heart that you want to address me on that I can fulfill in your kingdom? And then once you build this relationship with the Lord, you will see that God is going to use you so much more and more and more. And one day we can stand in front of this good king and when we just want to hear good and faithful servant. Amen. Maybe you are frustrated with your situation at the time. Maybe your job circumstance or anything. Maybe you are a bit frustrated. I just want to comfort you this morning and say God is all-knowing. The amount of wisdom he carries is, is ridiculous. I mean, it can't even be measured. And yet this God just invites us and he says, but I'm merciful. Trust me. 
I understand that you slip sometimes and you do things, certain things wrong, but you can trust me. I will speak to you. I will guide you. I will help you. Hallelujah. Do not be discouraged this morning. Do not be depressed this morning. Be lifted up this morning and comfort yourself in the fact that God is in control of our lives. But ask yourself the question, am I in the will of God? Am I an obedient believer? Am I listening to Him? Am I following Him? Am I spending time with Him? Hallelujah. Let us pray together. Father, this morning we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, it's just so wonderful to know that you are all-knowing that, and that you are merciful and that we can trust upon you, Lord. Lord, I pray this morning for people that maybe have doubt in their hearts, that maybe follow their own ways on a regular basis. I ask, Lord, that all of us this morning will learn in this journey and in this relationship that we have with you to learn to start trusting you, God. For you know the plans ahead. You know the plans that you have for us, Lord. Forgive us from our disobedience. Forgive us for not listening to you, Lord. We invite you, precious Holy Spirit, to come and live within us, live within us and just guide our ways. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for this journey that we can enjoy with you. May your name be glorified in and through our doings, Lord, and the way we think and the way we speak. Lord, this morning I pray for trust, Lord. For many times we as believers come to you with our limited knowledge and we want, then we want to trust in our own doings. We want to trust in our own thoughts and our own ways because we say that one plus one equals two. And then sometimes we just cut you out because we think we know what to do already. I pray now, Lord, that you will rip out that pride in our lives. That we will just be obedient towards you. Building your kingdom, doing your will bringing heaven to earth, Lord. Thank you for your loving kindness, for your grace and your mercy. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Amen.